Hey guys, I don't just talk about games and make picks. I put my money where my mouth is. I bet with Odds Club. They have an easy to use site with all of the major sports to bet on. Their payment options are just as easy. Venmo, PayPal, Cash App, whatever you use, Odds Club has it, and it's so much easier than those offshore sites. You get paid on time, every time. Follow Odds Club on Twitter and send a DM. Tell them Clack or Michelle sent you and receive 20% in free play. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Terrible Takes Podcast. I'm your co-host, Michelle, and as always, I have Clack here with me. Clack, how are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm real good. I'm eating frosting. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready too. So it's been a great week for, for Alabama sports, especially. Um, Heck yeah. Starting on, we'll, we'll start with Monday night. Um, the national championship could not have gone any better. 52 to 24. Defense was great. Offense was perfect. What a night. I mean, I don't think it really was. I, and we're going to get into the some of this in a later podcast. But I honestly, I'm going to say this, and I've, I've talked to a couple other people about this. And I honestly believe <laughs> when you look at the way offense, you know, offenses have really improved in college football. So giving up 24 points is not bad. I think this was the best game. Alabama has played in the history of their of football. I honestly believe it. Oh my god! Offense was perfect. Defense, honestly, okay, I know seventeen or twenty four points, but you know you got to remember the offensive line missed a block. We fumbled and gave them good field position, then got a pass interference, and that was essentially you know, a touch that we handed to them that there was no fault of the defense. And right. other than that, the defense was just absolutely phenomenal. They dominated that game. They, they got after Justin Fields. Justin Fields was not able to do what he likes to do. You know, we, we talked about in the, uh, you know, in the podcast last week, you know, could, could Justin Fields do what he did against Clemson? And, this Bama defense shut him down. Yeah. I can honestly say I was not expecting this. Um, after we saw what they did to Clemson, I, I guess I don't know about everybody else, but me personally definitely overhyped them. Um, I mean, I, I hate Clemson, but I, I think they're a really good team. So I was just expecting, I guess, more of a game like that with, with the national championship game. Um and I think giving up 24 points, it really isn't that bad. I It could have could have been worse, I think, with our defense. I think this is the best defensive game we had the entire season. Sucks that it took the entire season to get here, but I can't complain because we did go undefeated. Right. Um, but, yeah, to your point about containing Justin Fields, he was 17-33 to 33 mm-hmm. for 194 yards and only threw one and, touchdown. And, you know, their, their, best, their best leading rusher was also Justin Fields, and that came on – basically two big chunk plays where he ran the ball, you know, other than maybe five, six plays, this defense dominated. And, you know, without the fumble, this game is a 52 to 14. This is probably 52 to 14, 52 to 17 
And you barely even know Ohio State had an offense in the game. And you know, I was talking to somebody the other day, and they said, and I agree, you know, you know, used to you give up ten points, and that that's best defense in the country right now. But the way foot, the way offensive offenses have evolved, twenty four is the new ten. You know, your best defenses in the country are going to give up between seventeen and twenty four points a game because of the way offenses have evolved with the RPOs and all the just the way yeah. offenses have evolved. You're going to give up that many points a game. So overall, you know, we gave Pete Golding a lot of grief, but after the Ole Miss and Georgia games, this defense really stepped up. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, it's it's hard to admit for me to admit I'm wrong, but you know, Pete Golding did a great job with the defense. You know, there was, you know, I'll be first to admit there's there's better defensive coordinators out there, but I mean, yes. <laughs> look at the defense really improved, and you know. Uh, they played so good on Monday night, and you know Christian Barmore was a really he won yeah, defensive MVP. He really was. Um, and just this whole defense, and not to mention Michelle, not to mention we were without two of our key players on defense for most of the for the whole game essentially. Jordan Battle ejected, which was <sighs> yeah something I'm gonna. About that. I completely did not think about this before the podcast, but targeting has got to be changed. And think, yeah, it's um, very subjective. It is. It is. So we're without Malachi Moore and Jordan Battle the whole game. We're about two of our really good defensive corners, and we still dominated that game. You know, you, you got to give credit words too. Couldn't agree more, pal. Um, what were your th- your thoughts on that game and everything that happened Monday night? Um. Uh, first of all, I because I pointed this out in the last podcast, I was super glad we did not give up a score in the fourth quarter because I was very vocal about them playing the entire 60 minutes of the game, especially mm-hmm. because we tend to let off the gas um, in the second half of the game, which, I mean, again, me being an entitled Bama fan, low-key we kind of did because in the second quarter we scored 28 points. And then the second half was a combined 17 points. Um, but that's just me being super nitpicky um, because there's not much to complain about. I mean, we had 621 total yards, 464 yards passing for Mac Jones. Like, freaking amazing. Um, and then the fourth down efficiency that we had, we were two for two. I know one was like – um, I guess kind of like a big deal because I believe one was like – either the first or second our second drive of the game and everybody's like oh my god Saban's like for real so that was just kind of exciting it um, was I agree but yeah I mean I I don't really know I mean it's Alabama football so can't complain that's that's right I agree um but you know what your thoughts on Smitty the game he had oh. offensive MVP I love that man so much. I'm so sad that he's he's going on. Um, let me see what. Yeah, 215 yards, three touchdowns. The dude's literally insane. I agree. Like, I agree. Like what? What else do you say about him? I feel like we say the same things about him every single week, because he's literally doing the same thing every single week. Like, oh, I just I hope he goes somewhere good in the NFL, I'll definitely be cheering him on. 
I was listening to Cruz's podcast uh, last night or whatever night we watched The Bachelor, I think. Or whenever whenever I was driving back from Tuscaloosa or wherever I was listening to Cruz's podcast, he was talking about it. He had, and I like this. I don't I hope this doesn't happen. I honestly hope Smitty goes to the Saints or to <laughs> somewhere that needs a receiver. Well uh but anyway, Cruz says and they do need a receiver, but Cruz says my uh Smitty to Miami. At, yeah. I guess at three. I know that's they a really receivers. hot take. I and I, I wanna see him go somewhere with a more diverse or more What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, more versatile offense. Well, I think that's the whole problem down in Miami right now. Is that there, there is no versatility. Who are they throwing the ball to? They have nobody there. Devontae Parker, that's it. I, I don't know if we want to get into this right now or if we need to save this for another day also, but I just don't understand why Miami – hates Tua so much. They gave up on him so fast, and it was his freaking rookie season. I think, you know, he struggled there in a few games, um, like against Denver, a, t- a tough loss against Denver. I'm, honestly, I'm not sure if he even played that game or not. There was one game he missed, and I don't remember which one it was. But, yeah, you know, he, he did struggle, and I think they they were too quick to to – want to pull the plug when he struggled, but at the same time, they were not opening the playbook. You know, obviously their offensive coordinator, Chan Gailey was fired or re- resigned after the season, but you've got to open up the yeah. playbook more, but at the same time, how are you going to open up a playbook when you have receivers who are not going to catch the ball? You know, there was a few times when they would open it up, they'd go deep and somebody would just drop a wide open catch or the offensive line would miss a block and Tua would get hit. And we all know what happens when Tua barely gets hit. Right. I mean, I'm I'm not saying that, you know, those aren't frustrating experiences because they definitely are. But, I mean, the NFL is a completely different ball game than college football. So, I feel like I, I feel like the expectation was, like, way extremely high. And as you just said, there's no versatility. There's freaking one receiver. Like, what do you do with that? Like, he needs help. I agree. I agree. So, Smitty to the Dolphins would be a great pick. But also love yeah, to see Najee agree. Harris go there. Um, I'll take anybody there. I'll take, I'll take any of them there. Um, you know, a lot of teams have a good chance to get 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 these guys. You know, but you know, I think Harris and uh, Najee Harris and Smitty and Waddle they're going to make some teams really happy. Um, I just hope you know, especially mm-hmm. with. The way offenses are now, I would love to see Smitty or Waddle, especially, end up on a team like Kansas City, because I'm, you oh know, I want, God. you know, I don't want to see these guys go to teams that are not well coached, you know, like Detroit, Detroit, right. Cincinnati, teams that are either have up and coming coaches or not very good coaches. I want to see these guys wind up where they can have good coaches and develop. You know, you put Jalen Waddle or Smitty under Andy Reid, and those guys are going to, or Sean Payton, they're going to develop in a heartbeat. And they're going to be top tier players in the NFL. You know, imagine, imagine yeah. as good as Helio Jones is. Imagine if Helio Jones had good coaching his whole career. The guy would be a beast. Like, I mean, come on. Yeah. So I really just hope to see them get. Really hope to see them go. You know, even though they may fall back, but I'd love to see them go to a Kansas City, New Orleans, New England, something like that. Mac Jones, I have heard projections of him going to New England. I'm not a Patriots fan, but I would love to see that happen. 
No, I was just about to say Mac Jones to the Saints. Like, if the, I would be God, unbearable please. on the Twitter app. I already am, but I would be extremely <laughs> unbearable on the Twitter app if that happened. Um. Anyway, so. But so I guess you want, we can jump into some NFL games this weekend. NFL playoffs yeah. this weekend. Uh, Michelle, <gasps> I'll get to you on the first game of the weekend. The Rams and the Packers. What's yeah. your take on this one? Um, I mean, I'm going Green Bay all the way. I think Aaron Rodgers is one of the goats. Um, I think Green Bay is probably my second favorite team, um, just because. Uh, well, long overdue, but you know Eddie Lacy went there, and then I don't know. I just love Aaron Rodgers, and they're thirteen and three. Um, so I I'm taking Green Bay. Uh, the Rams are in this game are plus six. I'm going to go the Rams plus six. I don't know if they win. I want to say the Rams win this game, but I don't think they have the offense to, in the end, pull it off. They're plus six and a half. I think it's going to be right there in that range. I'm going to take the Rams plus six, but I don't want to say they went outright. I don't want to say they don't. The Rams have, you know, a few weeks ago, we talked to the podcast when we ranked our top NFL players. You remember who I had at number one was Aaron Donald. Uh, on Rams yeah. defense, and I said, you know, how important a good defense is just as important as a good offense. And, you know, they, they went into Seattle last week and just dominated that game with a great defense. And I think Jalen Ramsey is going to lock down Devontae Adams, but I just don't think the Rams have enough offense. I think the Packers win a close one, a very low-scoring close game. So, Pain. where's that, that game game's in Green Bay. Oh, the night – yeah, the night game, what I'm looking forward to, because it's my suit, it's my yes. Super Bowl pick. The Bills host the Ravens. This is gonna be a good game. I um I'm gonna go with with you and take Buffalo. Um I just I don't know. I think Baltimore has struggled all season. I know I said Lamar Jackson was good. Still think he's good, but it's He's not one of the best. Top 10. I don't retract any of my statements, but I just think Buffalo is better. I'm going to go Buffalo, too. I think it's going to be a close one, and I think Buffalo is going to have to play much better than they did last week. Um, But I think Buffalo is going to get the win in a close. I think Josh Allen does just enough to get them to the AFC Championship game. So to another good game, and this one is another one I'm going back and forth on, the day game Sunday, the Bill – or excuse me, the Browns, at the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you not pick Patrick Mahomes? He's literally like the greatest player in the NFL right now. He, I agree. I agree. But the Chiefs have struggled, and they've had some very close games this season that could have gone either way. And one of these days, they're going to get bitten by it. They're going to end up not pulling one out. But it's not going to be this. You think they're going to lose? They're going to lose this weekend. Uh, okay. Okay. Cleveland is plus ten. I want to pick the upset here. Ever since oh the Ohio God. State upset, ever since I picked up Ohio State in the upset, I, I I tend to want to go a little upset heavy. But they're plus ten. Cleveland's plus ten. I don't think Kansas City covers that. I think it's more like seven or eight. And I think it's going to be close. And I think Kansas or I think Cleveland can slow the game down with their rushing attack. And but I just don't think they could Cleveland's got enough to get it done in the end. Kansas yeah. City wants a close one. So game of the a week. Close one. Okay. 
can't I think they're like 27 21 31 24 okay. something in that range I don't think they cover okay. the 10 now to the game of the week game of the week the Brady the Bucks at the Saints on Sunday night prime time Brady versus Breeze who you got I I I'm honestly extremely nervous for this game. Same. Um, just because it's the other two goats of the NFL. Um, I don't care what team Tom Brady is on. He's always going to find a way to win, you know, and play his heart out. Obviously, Tampa Bay is not the New England Patriots. Um, but I'm still – oh, God, it's so hard. I think I'm going to take the Saints still just because – you know, that's that's our team. Um, but I know it's also extremely hard to beat the same team three times in a season, much less twice. But mm-hmm. third time, I just – I don't know. I'm going to go the Bucks. Are you? I, I have to go the Bucks. I think this – you know, Cruz is going to kill me for this one. And um, <laughs> I just I just wait on the – to hear from – to get – Yelled at by Cruz on Twitter. Yeah, um, I know it's coming when he hears this, but um, I just think that you know I don't know if the Saints have. I. It's just hard because the Saints do have a good defense, but they're also they also like to get pass interference penalties deep. And they also like to give up deep balls. I think they're going to give up one or two too many to Antonio Brown or Mike Evans or Scotty Miller or somebody. I think that's going to be their undoing. I think it's going to be a close game, fourth quarter game, and they give up one or two too many. I just, you know, Alvin Kamara is going to have to go for a for twenty plus carries, a hundred something yards, and Drew Brees is going to have to play vintage Drew Brees. You know, he played okay against the Bears, played okay the past couple of weeks. But we can't have okay Drew Brees. If we get vintage Drew Brees, mm-hmm. I think we pull it off. But we can't have just okay Drew Brees. We've got to have vintage Drew Brees. And I, I don't see that happening. I think it's just to a point now where he's not the quarterback he used to be. But I, mean, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Um, you know, I, I picked the Bucks to win the Super Bowl before the season. And I, you know, they're, they're gelling at the right time, unfortunately. And, you know, there, there's – there's going to be an upset this weekend. The question is, who is it? You know, yeah. I think I don't think all four home teams win. You know, that's I don't that you very rarely do you see the top teams in each division win. So I don't think that happens, and I'm afraid the Saints are going to be the one that lose. I mean, honestly, it's the closest of the two. I think the the spread is three, three. points to New Orleans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. I just know Tom Brady's really hard to stop. So, we'll unfortunately, yeah. um, I, I mean, I hope we win. I really want to win this game. Um, I do too. Really, I mean, Drew Brees' last year, he deserves it. But it's just going to be a matter of yeah, how, how good he plays. And I just don't know if he's got it. Uh, so, what next? Um, what else are we, are we going to cover in this one, Michelle? Um, I, we can go into our little coaching carousel here with everything that's been going on. I'm so, curious to hear your takes because I know the internet is livid. I, I'm, but, not, I, I'm not going to well, do it. I, I'm not going to do that to Stark. Stark, 
what Sark really contributed to winning us a national championship. And he's as as much as I hate that he's poaching our staff, he's doing what anybody would do. I and agree. He, he he's doing what he has to do to be a winner in Texas, and I, I don't fault him for that. I, you can't fault him for for doing what it takes to be a winner. And I mean, you know, if if you know if I think that I told somebody told me this when we lost Scott Cochran over last year to Georgia. If yeah. Nick Saban wants to, if Nick Saban badly enough, and I, I'm not slandering these guys in any way. If Nick Saban wants them bad enough, and he thinks we need them bad enough, he'll keep them on staff. Nobody, Nick, Nick Saban has the. If Nick Saban wants them bad enough, he will keep. He can keep them here, right? Because I think that Alabama is obviously a much. Texas has a lot more money, but at the same time, Alabama is the place to be. That's the place you're going to build your resume at. If if they were someone that we could not be without, Saban would keep, would keep them here. I feel confident. I feel like yeah. I, I don't worry about it because I know that Nick Saban has what it takes to replace him just like that. Exactly. I so mean, this, I, this, I this the same thing it. happens every year. Like, I get it that we're losing some of our, like, big recruiting guys, um, like Banks and stuff. But this literally happens every single year. We go to a playoff. We win a national championship game. And we we lose some of our staff. And then what happens the following year? The same exact thing. We go undefeated. We win a national championship with, with different people on offense and defense. Like, it, I mean, it sucks to, like, lose people. But, I mean, but they're not going to stay we, here forever. You got to remember, we still have Nick Saban. Right. And that's that's the ultimate one we still need. Sean, Excuse I'll still... tell you what. I'll yes. tell you what. When that man leaves, Tuscaloosa oh is gosh. going to fall apart. It is. Literally. It is. It, it is. It's going to be but, awful. Yeah, we don't have to think about that because I, his no. contract goes all the way through what, like 2026? 20, yes, that's correct. Okay, yeah. So we're good for now. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think I – mean, I, I mean, I don't like the coaching turnover, but you can't blame Sark for doing what it takes to win. He's not doing – you know, he's not pulling a Kirby and going and taking a picture of the recruiting board and, you know, just blatantly going out and telling recruits all kind of crap like that. He's right. doing – he's fairly doing what it takes to be a winner. And Sark, Sark was great this year. Sark, he, he, did, every, he did his best job that he could have done. Monday night in that championship game, you know you, you got to respect him for that. You, yeah, you can't I mean, you, you you can't fault somebody for winning. Yeah, he did what he needed to do to finish the job here at Alabama before he moved on. So I I can't ask for much more. Cool. Better job Monday night. Um. Yeah. So since exactly. We're not. We have not take. We have not taken up as much time as I thought we would. Is there anything else you want to get into on today's podcast? Or um, there is. There is one more thing. Another coach okay. that I want to talk about <laughs> um, is the mm. Urban Meyer hire at um, the Jags because, statistically speaking, coaches. That are we're both in college and the NFL do worse in the NFL. So, uh, what's your take? I don't think that change. I don't think that changes. Um, in Urban Meyer's defense, I don't think no matter who went to Jacksonville, I don't think that was changing. Um, 
I, I don't think if you sent Bill Belichick or Andy Reid or Sean Payton to Jacksonville, that it would change. Jacksonville is not a hotbed for football right now. They don't have – they're missing talent in so many places. Um, I, I, I yeah. don't think it would matter, but if anybody can do it, I think Urban Meyer can. But, again, I just – I don't think there's any coach out there I think you could do it over time, over five, four or five years, but rebuilding takes time. And we all know, we all know how Urban Meyer is after one lo- one bad season. We all know what happens. Um, so exactly. two or three bad seasons in, he's going to, something's going to happen and he's going to retire again. He's retired so many times. It's unbelievable. Right. So that's, that's my thing. I don't even think it matters. It more specifically so for urban meyer i don't think it matters where he goes in the nfl unless you know you were prime new england patriots or you're prime kansas city right now i just don't think he's going to do well and my argument that i brought up um with some of the guys in the group chat today was again it's hard to compare you know college football to the nfl but the biggest difference for me when it comes to guys like Nick Saban and Urban Meyer is um, like the recruiting aspect of it. College football, you can recruit whoever the heck you want. You go to the NFL and, you know, you have to put up with the draft. So you can't really, really control like your fate as much as you can in college. And Urban doesn't like to lose. So I, I just don't see him sticking around long enough to go through that rebuilding process like you're talking about because he's going to have two losing seasons with whoever crappy people he has. There'll be a first-round draft pick for, what, two seasons and then get get five first-round picks instead of, you know, recruiting 25 stars out of college for your college team. Like, it's just not the same, and I don't think he's built for that. I agree. I agree. I don't think he is. I don't think if he was younger than maybe, but – you can't be that you can't be that old and think you're going to be rebuild an NFL team, especially with the health issues. And I mean, he, he he'll make them better, but he's not going to make them great. And you know they'll get Trevor Lawrence probably, or just will still get Trevor Lawrence. Um, but that, that's yeah. a that's a story for another day. I would take Mac over Trevor Lawrence any day, but we'll we'll save that for another podcast. <laughs> Oh, 100%. Um, but yes. <laughs> I, I just don't think it's going to work out. I mean, I, I he's going to be better, but – and he may be a stepping – one of those, like, for a stepping stone where he makes them better and gets them set up for a new coach that can actually – can take them the rest of the way. But he's not going to win. He's not going to win enough to to, to make them really relevant. I just don't see it. I give them. I give him three years max. I agree. That's my, I yes, agree. Three two years. to three years. Unless by some miracle he does wonders there. I, I agree. I mean, I, I agree. Yeah, but yeah, that was that was the last thing. Yeah, so I well, we we, to we got a lot about. to talk about on, on the next podcast. We obviously was too. We couldn't go over it all today because we've still got a lot more content for you guys, but. Just for just as a sneak peek, next week we're going to be talking about. I don't know what we're going to be talking about. I don't have it pulled up. Um, goodness gracious! <laughs> we're going to talk about um, twenty nineteen LSU yeah, versus twenty twenty. If you have not seen it on Twitter, I've 
think I quoted it. And Michelle were, Michelle and I were arguing back and forth about this this morning or last night, whenever. Um, had ESPN or somebody released an all Saban team. Best players to play at each position under Saban. Y'all go have a look at that. Um, we're going to be talking about that next week. A couple positions that we disagree on. So we're going to we're gonna talk about this yes, next week. Yes, very exciting. Uh, it's going to be fun because... Yeah, can't wait to get ratioed again. I'm sure. And no, it's we okay. both, That's we both get ratioed. We have one, to stick to the brand. One rant I do have before we close. I do have a rant. I think Michelle would agree with me on this one. <laughs> you know, it's Go amazing ahead. how somebody followers could post something on Twitter and everyone agrees with them. But you, me, or somebody like that, one of us post something like that, post the exact same thing. We're going to get ratioed for it. Yeah. Twitter's all about... I mean, it's, it's literally... It's literally happened. It's infuriating to me to see Twitter just picks and chooses who it agrees with. And no matter what me, I say, you say, Reagan says, uh, no matter what we say, we're going to get ratioed. We're automatically wrong. Just because we tweeted, we're automatically wrong. But we Cecil, Hurt, Cecil Hurt's the GOAT of Bama Beat Riders. Cecil Hurt tweets it. Anybody with over 10,000 followers tweets it. And it's pure gold. We're going to take their word. We're just going to fall right down and it's pure gold. So, right. I mean, I would, I would like to say, even during the national championship game, you know, I always tweet during the games. I tweeted talking about how this Bama team needed to be in the conversation of one of the greatest all times. And I specifically said, because that's the clout that the media gave LSU last year. We basically did the same thing. Now, I know the, the stats and the numbers um, are not the same, but we went undefeated. We had a Heisman winner. We won a national championship. Those were the three big also, things with add, LSU last well, year. We had one thing that we played. Our stats were very close to being as good as theirs. Very close. Within, right. I think max stats were within two or 300 yards. We played, yeah. I mean, we'll go into more detail. Right. About we played two less next games. week, but I, I, I tweeted that, and people went off on oh me. Like gosh. people were very angry at me. But then the following day, that's all the internet was saying, and I'm talking everybody, people that I uh-huh. follow, mutuals like ESPN. Everybody was like, "Is this the greatest team? Is this better than LSU?" And I was like, I literally was mm-hmm. watching people respond tweet the same thing I tweeted, favorite, like it, all of that stuff. And I was like, you guys are the same people that ratioed me to hell yesterday. Uh-huh. But you know what? It's fine. I don't care. I know I'm right at the end yes, of the day. I agree. Obviously, because every time I, I tweet my honest, open opinion, people end up agreeing. <laughs> so I'm going to close, close with a question. Okay. Other than the national championship Monday night, what was your favorite Alabama football moment of the year? Oh my god, of the yes. year. Um, that's really hard. Um, like at one game or a particular, particular moment? moment. I had I had to spur over the moment with this when it just hit me. Um, I honestly I don't know. I would have to look. Just thinking off of the top of my head. Um 
because I also tweeted some of my favorite moments of the season was either the Najee hurdle or when who Mechie. was it? Was it more Malachi more or was it Mechie when they destroyed yeah. the freaking um I'm gonna mine would have been the Najee hurdle, I think. Okay, um, yeah. I just had to throw that one in there. Um last second. Yeah. So anything else? That's all I got well, for this week. I there's gonna be some good. fun NFL games this weekend. Um co- college basketball, NFL are gonna be a fun Saturday. Um some, and tomorrow is Saturday. I just realized tomorrow's Saturday. Um Yeah, tomorrow's Saturday. My, my, well, I'm glad I realized that. Um so all right, well it's been fun. Uh we'll be back next week with a another good episode. Thank y'all for listening and anything else, Michelle? Nope, Bye, y'all have a good one. Roll Bye. tide.